0: Man, like, what? I oh, mean, that's going to be a story for the next one, I suppose. Like, got to be. Hopefully, he got a good reel out of it.
1: <laughs> like, teeing off on one leg. Hey, I used to have a buddy who he was uh, one of my roommates in college, and he got into a skiing accident when he was younger, and he only had one arm. He, like, got one of his arms, he had to have one of his arms removed. And the dude could play some golf son I'm telling you like he would he had all like hybrid clubs and he would just use that one arm and it was it was like gangbusters I don't know
0: was it like a 50 percent less chance of screwing up because they only had one arm to use so it's that much better (laughs) I don't know
1: (laughs) that's a good way to look at it Kevin you know I never thought about that all right it's all about it's all about perspective (laughs) but uh
0: oh man uh i'm 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 glad we're laughing already it's gonna be good um this is this is gonna be a cool little project a little place for people to come and listen and um really we wanted to create a space where we can bring what we do at hidden summit to life and talk about it with amongst the coaches and different guests and clients and you know it'll be fun it'll be educational it'll hopefully inspire your ass to get up and get moving in the right direction a little bit but we're here to have a good time so um i'll leave it to you you're the host i'm just here to chat with you today so i figured i'd kick it off because this is the first one but that's about all i got
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you all that all that fancy all that fancy nice description and well, here yeah. Good, we luck.
0: Here, here, good luck. Here you. are. good luck. Here you go. <laughs> what are we talking about today?
1: <laughs> what I want to know is what's the purple light? It's tripping me. Is, it, is that? Is it truly purple?
0: It could be purple. It could be off. It could be white, red, green.
1: Okay. You like that. Well, <laughs> <A little> ambiance. <laughs> yeah. Let's go green. That's a that productivity. That's that productivity hack right there. What color is your room? What color do you want it to be?
0: <laughs> what mood are you in today? Um, no, we're building out this studio. Uh, Lacey and I here at home. Well, I'm actually in what should be the dining room. There's a chandelier over the uh, the computer and the camera. Um, but we were like, well, we don't eat or need a dining room table for the two of us, so we eat at the kitchen table or on the couch. That uh, entrepreneur life and uh, built a little studio. We got a you know a nice LED sign for the wall. We'll hang up. We'll get some white lights, some professional, uh, things to make this look a little bit nicer as we go forward. And, you know, we figured this is what we do. So we might as well make it comfortable in here.
1: Yeah, no, I can't, can't argue with that at all. But Uh, but if you want, if you want these
0: little guys, it's like $8 on Amazon for eight of them. So so like you got, you can have all the colors of the rainbow behind you, Justin.
1: You're just literally just putting them everywhere in the house. Like you get a green (laughs) wall, you get a green wall. (laughs) Uh, that's good stuff. Um, so I think a great place to start would be just from the beginning. So let everybody know, you know, where'd you grow up? What'd you do when you were, what'd you do when you were younger? What were you into? Were you, did you make good grades? Did you make bad grades?
0: You know, I
1: was, uh, I
0: grew up, let me start there. I'll start with the first part of the question. Uh, I grew up, uh, in Glen Cove, Long Island. So I was born in New York City. Uh, The baby was out on Long Island where my parents lived. Grew up there. um, Went to private school, went to Catholic school until uh, I was, you know, for four years. And then I went to public school. So transitioned from away from all my friends to make new friends and uh, played sports my whole life, right? So soccer, football, basketball, baseball. And then uh, I found lacrosse. Uh, So I played lacrosse as a, good long island boy would do since uh third grade on and uh took that into to college eventually which i'll get to but the uh you know we 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 were a very middle class family um my parents worked hard they were from a time where it was, they said go to school get a job work hard and you know my uh family believed in support supporting their family and doing whatever they had to do to make that happen. Um, I have three siblings, so it's me and Derek and then Kelsey and Owen. Uh, We're all two years apart, so while we're great friends now, we love each other. We kind of fought each other a little bit along the way growing up. Um, In school, I did really well. School was never challenging for me. I had A's all the time. Um, I guess I was kind of like a a goody goody. Like I always like made nice with the teachers and you know, did my things on time and participated in all the classes is you know, it's although I think it was either because I wanted to or I was scared shitless of my dad if I didn't. Um, but regardless, I mean I'd like to learn. I was never really bored if anything. Like I just didn't really accelerate with math. I didn't connect with me as much as like uh, writing and literature, music. Uh, business, things, uh, history, things like that, um, was in all different clubs. Uh, so my school was weird, right? It wasn't like, you played on the lacrosse team, then you didn't do anything else. It was like, played on the lacrosse team, and I was in music, and I was in theater, and I was in the business club, and I was on student council. And, you know, I guess that's why if we're throwing titles out there. They were like, you're the most versatile kid in school. So I did a little bit of everything, jack of all trades, master of nuts. Um, and then I graduated and didn't really have any guidance of what to do next. I didn't, uh, play lacrosse my senior year. It's a little dispute with one of the coaches and basically told them to go fuck off and they had a losing season that year. So like, okay, I won that battle, but then I lost when I went to school. What, what were you going to say? You showed them, huh? You <laughs> yeah.
1: really showed them who's boss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's all right. It's in the past. Uh, it's uh, it's weird, though, because like I, I, I wasn't prepared for college at all. Like, And I'm not going to place blame on my parents or my guidance counselor. It's like I just didn't know how to do it, being the oldest. And I applied to four schools, um, <laughs> Yale, Georgetown, Penn State, and the Aaron Copeland School of Music. I guess you can guess which one of those I went to, <laughs> if you had to. <laughs> It was the smaller one. It was the music school. I ended up going there. Um, I didn't get into any of the other schools. I got into Penn State, but I I didn't want to go there. Um, So I stayed close to home and commuted to school, uh, and no one... Teaches uh, an 18-year-old to commute in New York City traffic on the Long Island Expressway and then park a mile or two away from class and go to this class you don't want to go to and like wait hours between your classes uh, to go to another class you don't want to go to to finally get to the music class that you wanted to go to. Um, So long story short, I didn't go to class and then I didn't get good grades. (laughs) Like I was dumb enough to pick a Saturday class as a freshman commuting to college. Like I'd never went to that class and, uh, started hanging out with, uh, some people who were my friends at the time, but they weren't really going anywhere. Uh, stopped playing lacrosse, stopped working out at the gym, start, started, you know, dabbling in underage drinking, buying some drugs, working at a restaurant, put on a lot of weight. And then uh, by the end of my second year of college, I put on a hundred pounds and I had a 0.5 GPA, barely going to class. And I was working at a a Ruby Tuesday. So like going from like graduating with honors to what the fuck happened, really happened. Um, And uh, like I had fun, experienced a lot of life, played in my rock bands, played in shows in the city, had a good time. However, it didn't hit me until I had to transfer to community college, which was like this, no, you can't do that. Like you can't go to community college. Right. You know, um, cause, you know, basically like I wasn't smart enough to like stay in school to like go to a, an actual four year school. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, moving forward, Uh, I went to community college and I was like, okay, I'm going to get my shit together. And then it was the same thing all over again. Like I didn't do well until I got recruited. Um, I didn't get recruited. My sister got recruited to play lacrosse at, uh, the small school, uh, in the Bronx. So it was a division three school. Um, she wasn't going to go there, but being that she's super polite and they asked her to come walk the campus and meet the coach, she went and my dad took her on the tour they happened to bump into the men's coach at the time my dad used to chat with everybody um and he was like hey do you know any guys that might want to transfer in to play because we're rebuilding the team and we're looking for some players and my dad was like my sons play lacrosse they're really good like i'm 300 fucking pounds at this point nobody wants me on their team (laughs) derek still could probably kick it then he was uh planning to go study abroad in Australia, but we both went and met the coach. They wanted Derek. Um, They did not want me. They were like, your grades are terrible and you're super overweight. Like, no, you got to fix this and then we could talk. So in being told no, (laughs) that was what I needed to hear, believe it or not, uh, to go get my shit together. I was like, okay, well, let me go figure this out. Let me go. Get my grades together. I went back to school. I got all A's just like that because I had something to work towards. I had a goal. So I went from a 0.5 to a 3.5 GPA in a semester because I got all A's. And then the, I didn't even talk about this part of the story. We're talking about school. Like I was in a bad place, obviously. I was alone. I had a toxic relationship. I was working at a restaurant for cash to go buy beers and drugs. and Hang out with my my cool my super cool friends at that time. Um, we had Thanksgiving. It was like 2008. I had Thanksgiving at my mom and dad's house, and I got into an argument with my dad, uh, probably because I was drinking too much. And then I ran out of the house, punched a hole in my car, embarrassed myself in front of the whole family. And this was a couple weeks before I went and saw the lac- lacrosse coach for the first time. And he was like. He he was upset and he didn't talk to me about it right then and there probably because he would have ripped my head off like my dad was a big dude. He was like he was like 300 plus pounds and 63. Like he's, he was a massive human being. Right. Bigger than me. Uh so like yeah, it was tough but I was like I don't, don't want to get into an argument with that guy. So my aunt comes up to me and she's like, "Look. She didn't say you fucked up, but she basically said you fucked up. She was like, "You messed up. You didn't do good. We've all messed up before. But we're okay. And the reason we're okay is because we chose to figure it out. And the only person that's going to figure it out is you. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I can do this. I felt loved and motivated. And then I attempted going to the gym and it sucked. So I was like, okay, this is pretty hard. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't have a plan. I felt lost alone. And I went back and I started training a little bit more, but nothing really clicked until flash forward met the coach who was like no you can't be on the team you're dumb and you're fat basically that's what it's it, how i heard it and that's when it clicked for me to have a goal to work towards something and in working towards something the gym the hard thing that i couldn't really do because i felt down and out and alone became easier and going to school which i avoided because i had just not gone and i was like i don't know if i could do this anymore became a lot easier And in doing so, I was able to say, hey, I can actually move forward in my life. So three months go by through that next semester and the assistant coach and one of the guys on the team wanted to come meet me at a local Starbucks. And I remember I was wearing like Nike athletic pants and a Nike hoodie that was new. And I felt super cool. because It wasn't bad anymore. And sitting there drinking my coffee black because Badass. I put I put oat milk and like sugar-free sweetener in my coffee today. i don't zero fucks
1: taste. You're ups. a real you're a real man back then. Yeah, back then. I don't know what happened. I got <laughs>
0: soft <laughs> uh, Fair enough. And they walked in and we made eye contact. They didn't recognize me. And they had met me a couple months earlier. And I was down about 40 pounds in three months. And I was like, No, hey, it's me, it's Kevin. And they're like, No fucking way. And I was like, Yeah, it's me. Like I put in the work. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. So I went, go to the school, play lacrosse for a few years, became captain of the team. The second year I was there after walking on, um, graduated with honors again, um, found a new love for fitness, started caring about nutrition a little bit more, did some dumb fucking diets back then too. So like we'll talk about that on a separate episode, like don't do what I did because you just delay the actual, you know, you fucking up and feeling terrible about yourself. Um, and, uh, Then I graduated, started working, found a job at Abercrombie and Fitch. There we go. So like, there's a, there's a post I should post about, huh? Like going from being fat and 300 pounds to working at Abercrombie and Fitch. Let me tell you how that happened. (laughs) Um, Well, you heard it first. Derek and Owen were going to the mall to uh, take photos as Abercrombie models. They're like, do you want to come to the mall? Just go with them for the ride. And I walked in and I was like, I wonder if they're hiring i didn't have anything lined up after school i studied communications so my my actual degree is in aesthetics of direction through in film which means like i'm really good at watching movies and telling you about movies that's what that's (laughs) fun fact um i'm really good at expressing what the director was trying to portray to you within this film um (laughs)
1: apparently there's a degree for that apparently there's a degree. it's i think it's adjacent to underwater basket weaving i think it's right there (laughs) on par it's my minor dude (laughs) (laughs) underwater
0: basket weaving yeah Uh, it's my favorite pe class um right after pickleball
1: right after pickleball Uh, that was before it was a thing yeah
0: when they uh that was when it was only a gym class and i was like this is never gonna last and now it's like the fastest growing sport (laughs) I haven't played since high school and I live in like the pickleball. They have the pickleball championships in Naples. Did you know that? I did not know that. We can go to the pickleball championships if you want to. I I don't know when they are. I think
1: think we should try to get a hidden summit sponsored pickleball athlete. I think that would be amazing. I think we could do that. I think that's an industry we should slide in. Yeah. it's, it's,
0: It's still a good time to do it. I love it. Anyway. Um, I walk in, I walk up to the guy who looks like he's in charge, and I ask him, hey, are you hiring? And he's like, do you have a college degree? And I said, actually, I do. <laughs> like, you know, This is like a couple of weeks after I graduated. I was like, I, I do have a college degree. He was like, great, fill out this application. I was like, okay. And then we met, and I started working there. Um, six months later, I had my own store transferred stores, ran that for another six months. And then I got an opportunity to go get my master's, get my uh, MBA paid for. So I was like, okay, let me, let me do that. Went there for a semester, got an internship uh, at IBM, was working at another retail store, Tommy Bahama. Hence why I love those floral shirts. It all comes together. Golly, uh, all the time. So much Let's history. Go Let's Go figure. Um, and you know, like then they decided to stop paying for it. So I stopped going cause I was still paying off my undergrad. So if you look at it, I went to like a, a city college that was a conservatory school of music. So it wasn't very expensive to a community college, which was less expensive. And then I finally was like, I can do this. So I decided to go to a school. That was like $40,000 a year. So like not that much debt to like, Oh, you have college debt. So I was like, I'm not going to pay for my MBA. That was just basically given to me so i can go uh actually start working and paying off my degree so i left ibm which was upsetting that was super cool A a lot was learned there i left the store that was close to the school where i was working at tommy bahama and um i started interviewing i just met a recruiter and started interviewing in different stores ended up working I'll skim through this, but ended up like bouncing from retail store to retail store and like playing the, how much money are they going to give me game? Because at this point I realized I didn't really love selling t-shirts, but I liked making money. So I went from one store to another one of their stores back down to the other store to a competitor store to another competitor store. And I finally ended up at Ralph Lauren. Um, Along the way I moved out because I made enough money to not have to commute to the city anymore from Long Island, got my first apartment, had two roommates I had never met before. So that was the whole experience. Uh, Ended up uh, buying a Groupon for a CrossFit gym. And uh, as I did that in uh, 2014, um, I got a call from my mom one night that my father passed away. So like everything's going well, I'm building my career, I'm working out, everything, you know, I'm making some money, paying my bills, feel really good about it. And then I get this news bomb dropped on me. Um, I remember my brother, Owen, who I was going to school with up in Westchester, he was going to undergrad, I was going for my MBA. Um, he drove down to Brooklyn, cause I didn't have a car in the city. He picked me up, we went back, supported my mom. Derek was, not on deployment but he was on in training so like we Mm -hmm. couldn't get in touch with him right away but he came home like in a day or two and we spent some time with mom and processed and remembered him and celebrated his life and in the moments after like the grievance ended um which was us like being together and celebrating his life and drinking way too much together as a family because that's what we do. Celebrate. <laughs> Celebrate. Um, I told myself that was never going to be me. Um, that I was never going. Like, my, while my dad was, and what I mean by that is, like, my dad, he was a, such an intelligent person. He was so smart. And he, he worked in television. He worked uh, many different jobs. He got laid off a bunch, started his own company um and walked away from that and he although he worked overnights ev- as for as long as i can remember he was at every single event that we ever had every every lacrosse game in high school and college uh the shows that i played when i was being a fuck up he showed up to he supported me no matter what he called me out on my bullshit he spoke to me like a man and he, he, he was a great dad And when I say, like, that's never going to be me, the side that I'm talking about is that he never put his health first. Probably a lot to do with some depression, probably to do with confidence, probably to do with the inability to believe in himself to see the changes or, like, take action on those changes. And even though that I did it for myself and he wanted me to do it for myself, he didn't have the courage to do it on his own. So instead of spiraling and like drinking and eating like shit and not working out, all I did was eat as healthy as I could, invest in more supplements and vitamins, and go to a gym by my apartment, a gym by work, and I signed up for a CrossFit gym in between. I was running and training for a half marathon. So I was working out two, three times a day, not sleeping as much as I probably should have at the time. Still didn't have like a like what no know what I knew about know what I know about nutrition today. But the idea is that like I could fight for it through loss, through hard times, through like what I experienced being 300 pounds. Like I knew that I could have this be a part of my life for as long as I will be alive. And then (laughs) during my first half marathon, which I signed up for, I was like, I'm going to do this. Why not? The last mile, I just started on a record pace, mind you. I, I I was running and I was crying for the whole mile. It was wild. Uh, it was freezing, fucking cold in Brooklyn. Like against, it was all the way down the the river to the bridge and back. It was the most boring half marathon of all time <laughs> until I did my second half marathon, which was in the snow, even colder, on a loop. So. Someone asked me earlier today, "Do you want to do a half marathon with me?" And I was like, "Pass, I'm good." (laughs) Um, Never say never, but for now, I'm good. And um, the reason why I started crying, I I I think, is because all I did was help myself, and I was so upset that I couldn't help him. So, in those moments when I was running and trying to run as fast as I could to be on this record pace, like better than any training day I ever had because it was my first half marathon. Uh, I realized that he wasn't coming back. Whether it was like I felt him there and he was like, I'm not coming back. Or I just realized like he's gone and that's okay. and We can remember him. Um, I couldn't help him, but there was someone else out there I could help. I didn't know who that was. I didn't know where they were but I came up with this mantra, can do push through. And uh, push to me stood for, stands for, progress using strength and heart. Because if we can see this as progress and not perfection, if we can use our physical strength, our mental strength and our emotional strength and that heart, like we're going to be able to stay centered. We're we're going to be able to like be logical in in purely emotional situations to know that like, I'm in control of this. And that's the story I wanted to share with other people. So I started posting on social media about my training, about what I felt, about what had happened. I started talking about push. My OG Instagram handle was Ken Do Push Through. Sure was. Right. People just thought that was my name. They're like, yo, Ken Do. I'm <laughs> like, it's actually Kevin. That's why you know I changed it. People are like, whoa, your name is Kevin. I'm like, yes, it was not Ken Do, but anyway. real conversation i've had before
1: yo can do come hang out with us bro i can do can do be right there (laughs) um
0: and it it, i wasn't I, i mean i don't think i'm i'm a somebody today but i didn't have a lot of followers back then and it's it was as cool then as it is today to have people, like, come to me and say, thank you for sharing and talking about what you've been through so I can make a decision to do that for myself. And to me, that's the coolest part about all of this. Like, why did we start this company? Why did I go into coaching? Why did I want to help people? Is because if I don't share this, like, there's just that much less of a chance that somebody hears that message from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that much less of a chance that they're able to believe that they're able to take that step in a positive direction, that they're able to go to the gym for the first time, that they're able to go back to school for the the, the you know the right at the right time, they're able to pivot when things don't work out, and move themselves in a direction where they can be proud of themselves. So, um, along the way, I um, as I, I got that group on at the gyms, I met a buddy and we st- he was the coaching at that CrossFit gym. And uh, we became friends, and we were competitive with one another back then. And uh, at the end of that first month where that Groupon was gonna be used up, he asked me if I wanted to come coach with him at the gym he was opening up. And New York City's a pretty big place. Like there's a lot of neighborhoods, so like to go from one neighborhood to another is a a big deal Um, in the sense of like, if there's a gym here, why am I going to go there? Right. Cause it's right. like on the way home or on the way to work or whatever. Um, convenience is huge when everything is go, go, go. And, uh, while the gym that I was going to was only because it was a steal with the Groupon at the time. Uh, and it happened to be between work and, and home. He was like, actually it's on miserable street in Williamsburg. I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, well, Meserol Street in Williamsburg. That was two blocks from where my apartment was. I just met this person a month ago. This is like week five of me knowing him. And he said, yeah, come on through. We'll work out. And they opened their gym a month later. I started coaching a month after that, after getting my certification. Five years later, we grew the biggest CrossFit gym in New York City. We had six locations at one point. So like you never know what's gonna happen when you invest in yourself, and I I hold on to that truly. And Jared and I are still good friends. We've we butt heads like brothers sometimes. We've been at each other's throats, but it's all for the best because like he holds me to a high standard. I hold him to a high standard. It was just like we were competing with each other in the OG CrossFit days. You know we did that when we worked together, and then we do that afterwards as well. And We support sure. each other along the way. So that uh. That was great. I thought I was going to be there. I thought we were going to take over the world with the CrossFit gym. You know, I thought this was it. Like I get to work out all the time. I get to coach people. I get to help people. I get to, you know, change people's lives every single day. Um, And I wasn't there full time for a few years. I worked part time and then I worked my other job and then I I left and I eventually got to the gyms. But uh, in 2020, New York City decided to shut down due to a, our good friend, the pandemic. Um, shut down hard. Shut, uh, Yeah. Nine million people gone inside their apartments. Times Square had nobody in it. Very strange. Walking the dogs in Brooklyn and at night when it's usually loud and you hear the cars and the sirens and all the noises, um, was silent. So eerie. There's no cars in the street. Everybody left the city. Um, but I didn't have any work to do. We tried to keep it together on online, um, but the, the coaches were really good at being available and they wanted to help people. So while we had six, well at that time, five gyms uh, worth of members, it was in, like I said earlier, it's in five different communities. So it was rare that the communities crossed over to one another. So it was tough to bring everybody together online Because some of the coaches in Manhattan never saw the coaches in Brooklyn, and some of the coaches in Brooklyn never saw the other coaches in Brooklyn because it was like day, night, midday, one gym, the other gym, et cetera. Um, So only a few months prior to that, Derek comes to me and he's like, hey, you want to help me with this project and change people's lives? And I was like, what do you have in mind? He was like, I want to do something with mindset and you're really good with nutrition and movement. I think we could bring those together to, you know, just elevate people's lives, train the mind, train the body and, and, and really push people. And I was like, sure, that sounds like a great idea. What do you want to call it? He's like, I want to call it Hidden Summit. I was like, I like that name because a summit is the peak of a mountain. But if it's hidden and we're talking about your life, you don't know how high you can go. You can keep going. So then we did nothing with it. (laughs) He was like, I got a couple of clients. I was helping like one or two people, but then I was at the gyms and he was trying to figure it out. Um, And then when the world shut down, things changed. And uh, I noticed real quick that people went from drinking five, six days, sorry, (laughs) that people went from training five, six days a week to drinking and doing nothing five, six days a week. And I was like, I cannot stand for this. And I said um, early on in, in the pandemic that character will not be developed here. It will just be shown. And I truly believe that my character was going to show up and, and lead people in a direction, to lead by example, to not be afraid, To and this is New York, right? So like, if I'm being honest, like everybody was scared. They got nine million they got nine million people to put a mask on think about that It's wild I mean I know you're in Texas a little different down there guys were just normal Tuesday <laughs> but um, you know we uh, we brought people together in a free Facebook group we just wanted to help people inside the Facebook group and we did daily workouts. I was talking to people Monday and Tuesday at one point from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., just like one after the next, after the next, go eat, keep talking to people. What are you going through? What can we do during your day? How can we organize your food? How can we organize your fitness? Can you get outside and get some fresh air and go for a walk? Like, can you join us on this this team workout to be more social and see other people? Um, and then I was like, whoa, this isn't gonna work. So we turned those one-on-one calls into group calls. And we turned those group calls into themed group calls and we kept the workouts during the week. And before you knew it, we had this community. And then a month later, I got furloughed from the gym. So I had no income coming in and I was running this free group. And I was like, I don't know what to fucking do. I got to pay my rent. How are we going to make this work? So I left New York to go to First Form uh, as I'm one of their athletes. And I work with them. And I uh, said, I'm going to go to see what I can do and figure this out to see if this business to be business uh, can become real. If I can mm-hmm. supplement my income enough to pay my bills and figure it out. So that's what we did. We went and spoke with every single person in that group. And two weeks later, I called my boss and said, Hey dude, I'm not coming back. Cause he was originally said like, I need you to come back in a month or two. Okay. And I was like, okay. And then in my head, I was like, wait a second. I have an opportunity to do something special here. Sure. I can go back to safety net, cushy job, nice hours, but I'm not the one in control and I get, can't help people the way I want to help people. Been in those shoes before, or I can, you know, pull the trigger and have my back up against the wall and roll with it. So I chose the ladder and uh, called him and I said, Hey dude, I'm, I'm not coming back. I'm going to, I'm going to roll with this. And he supported me. He said, I've started businesses before and I wish you well. And here we are in 2023 with an amazing team, amazing clients, helping people globally, not even in just the U.S. or North America, but globally. And I really feel like we haven't done much yet. And I'm excited to see what goes on after that. So I know that was long-winded, but but how I'm surprised I remembered it all. I know how to go back <laughs> and forth a little bit. Damn, dude. you can <laughs> jump in at any time.
1: <laughs> well, I I know uh, I knew once you uh, once you got to telling it, it was just going to roll off the tongue anyway. So, uh, no, I think the the cool part that I don't want people to miss is that you obviously you you, you had to come from being three hundred you know plus pounds to getting your shit together, getting a you know scholarship to go play lacrosse. Uh, one challenge you had to overcome, right? Doing your thing, trying to start, you know, trying to start being an independent man, lost your dad, right? Lean more into the fitness stuff. And that's where, in that point, so I'm like listening back to the story. I've heard the story a couple of times now, guys, right? If you follow Kevin, you may have heard parts of it in, in, in his social and stuff, but the, important part I don't want people to miss is there were things that were rationing up in your life. So every time the problem got a little bit bigger, but your response to the problem getting bigger was that you just got better, right? It's not that it sucked any less, right? Matter of fact, it sucked more, right? Somebody telling me, telling you, no, you're, you're fat and I don't want to give you a scholarship is way less of a problem than your father passing away. Right? And so it pales in comparison, but when you get in a, Situation where you're talking about, and you develop that push mantra, right? The acronym. I feel like from that moment forward, if I'm listening to you correctly, from that kind of can do push through mindset was really the point in which you decided, hey, I have to be like, there really is no one, there really is no one who's going to do this for me. So I'm going to have to go and take care of this on my own. Again, I know you were really already fit at that point in time. So let's maybe not physically, uh, like physically talking about that. But like at that point, even though you were working for other people, you were like, okay, like, I could actually kind of like coach this thing and then you coach this thing and then you help them build their business and you had the biggest CrossFit gym in New York City hey how's it going
0: Kevin balance here I am putting a pause in this episode to make sure that you guys know I'm super thankful that you're here and still listening I hope you're enjoying the conversation I also wanted to let you know that if you are enjoying this conversation you can join Justin myself and the team inside the hidden summit group on Facebook for free where we go live every Tuesday and Thursday We're bringing you cheat sheets, guides, and eBooks every single week so you can get a little bit closer to your goals. If you're looking to train and elevate your training, we have our Hidden Summit Tracks programming for only $1 a day. Within Hidden Summit Tracks, you get six different workout programs to follow. So if you're a go-getter and you just wanna follow along with the program and push yourself to a new level, you can do that. All you need to do for both of these is go to stan.store slash hidden summit and you can either request to get into the group and we'll let you in real soon or go ahead and purchase hidden summit tracks for only a dollar a day. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Stay tuned. There's more to come and I'll talk to you soon. And you were like,
1: oh, okay, well, that's pretty cool. Well,
0: like so, I'm yeah, saying were- is
1: that push go mentality. Kind of led you in a direction where you're like, okay, now I have to start learning how to do things independently. That's kind of, you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying like you made a decision when your dad died that like, okay, there's no other man around. So now I have to be the man. I'm not saying that was a conscious thought, but in a way that's kind of the the, the way that you started going. And then once you got a chance when the world shut down, because I had a very similar experience, I was at a full-time job. And when the world shut down, I got a chance to do it on my own right, which is in a roundabout way what led me to Hidden Summit. But the the point I'm trying to make is you really, you started with one mantra and it's not like you held on to that mantra all the way through, right? Like your Instagram name is not Can Do Push Through. Like you don't talk about the PUSH acronym a lot, but I think that you, you kind of set your flag in the ground and said like, this is where the PUSH starts. And then here we are 2023, however many years later, right? And we're still talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to look at it. And if you remember, I was saying, you know, my parents go to school, get a job, work, be there for your family. And that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it never sat well with me. And I went from this life isn't fair mindset to you're right. It's not fair. But who, what are you going to do about it? Mindset. And the in relation to what you just said. I had never thought of it that way, That like, yes, I saw my dad passing as a moment where I could fall into more of who I wanted to become. But you're right, it was really a a moment where I understood that if anybody was going to take me to where I wanted to go, it had to be me. And the other thing that you mentioned, life's challenges are always going to happen. And After the first one, after I lost the weight, after I went to school and I graduated and I was able to handle something that I hadn't been able to do for two plus years because of not going and failing and being, you know, feeling insignificant at something that I used to be good at, it's hard to get back on track. But after getting those A's and after losing that weight and after going to school and pushing myself to learn and enjoy and, you know, challenge myself, because I mean, college wasn't easy, I still worked really hard at it. That was one accomplishment, and then another accomplishment. And you're right, it never gets easier, we just get better at it. So nowadays, and I just spoke about this the other day, on Monday, I said that what is hard today will remain hard tomorrow. But if you work at it today, even though it's hard tomorrow, you'll be able to do it because you'll be more prepared for it. And if that's the case, then that is also progress. It doesn't necessarily mean that you'll go from, you know, a beginner to a master in one attempt, but when you show up, you can challenge yourself. And when you challenge yourself, whether you succeed or you fail, you're able to learn a lesson and grow and become more prepared for what challenges lie ahead. And in this infinite game of life, there's nothing more powerful than that, because now that I lost the weight, got the grades up, lost my father, quit my job, started a business, there's always going to be something else. You know, leaving a toxic relationship after 10 years, we didn't even touch on that, you know—to To feel like this is what I wanted and it was based off of lifestyle to knowing that my lifestyle, even though I was doing all these amazing things with Hidden Summit at that time, wasn't what made me feel whole. And then leaving that and finding Lacey and knowing what it feels like to have someone reciprocate the same love and affection and pursuit of a genuinely happy life, like I could have thrown in the towel with relationships, but I didn't because I knew that even though The unknown that was ahead of me was, you know, going to be scary or could be disappointing or whatever it it could have been. And my thought was like, well, I'm going to be me. And if I push forward and pursue this, then good things can happen. And typically that's the theme of my life. Like we're always moving forward. Nothing's going to be perfect, but we can learn a lot and we can continue to grow. And no matter what happens, I'll uh, keep doing that every single day.
1: Yeah, I I like the I like what you said there when you talk about. um, Sorry, if you hear my dogs in the background, someone's that's all right. (laughs) Um, I like what you said there. and I don't want people to miss that. You took chances. You took calculated risks to a certain degree, right? Like the 2020 thing. And you were like, I'm gonna go do this on my own. I don't really know how I'm gonna make this work. But there's, there was a level there. Like there was, like I said, there was a rationing up of this uncomfortability of like, hey, jobs gone. I'm going to make this thing work basically come hell or high water. Right. Mm -hmm. But you really didn't get to the point where you are now straight from there. You took these, like there was, you still had to let yourself let go of certain things and take bigger risks. Like you said, like you got rid of this relationship. That was a big risk. 10 years is a long time. Right. I was, I was in the background kind of around when that happened. There was a lot of people that were not happy about it. I'm sure more in the background than I knew of. Right. And that kind of threw you for a little bit of a loop. Of course, it led you to the better, you know, a a better opportunity, which is where you met Lacey and now you end up where you are now. Same thing with Hidden Summit. You're like, okay, Hidden Summit's doing good, but here's this business coach and he cost a lot of money, right? Invested in this business coach and without really like the whole like thought of, okay. I mean, I I think this is going to work out. I think this is going to be what it is. But, and you, I remember you telling us like, Hey guys, I'm investing X amount. Just letting you know, this is where we're going. Like, all right, cool. We're going to invest X amount. This is where we're going. I never had a second thought about it. You probably had plenty of second thoughts about it. You're probably like, holy (laughs) shit, this is a lot of money. Right. But you took that little chance, big chance. And compared to the thing that you did before, you were like, okay, well, if I took that leap, I guess I'm just gonna have to take this leap. And when I take this leap, it led to another leap, right? And now you make the same money decisions that you made two years ago are really just kind of like a level one problem. You're like, mm, yep, we'll make it work, right? Now, again, I'm yeah. not saying it's not, it's not it's not any less money, right? But what I'm trying to the point I'm trying to get at is you didn't get from starting in summer in 2020 to spending money, you know, spending tens of thousands of dollars maybe on a business coach like that. Right, it was the little challenges along the way that you were like, "I'll accept that. This sucks. I'll still accept it the next day. This sucks. I'll still accept it the next day." Right, and you didn't quit. And now here we are, getting ready to have a retreat in less than a month, where we get to, you know, hug the necks of a hundred people or whatever, and watch some awesome people speak and and make sure that they know how much they mean to us because we wouldn't be here without them. So I just. I wanted to kind of elevate the points that you were making there
0: yeah i mean that's that's a really great example too you're right it's not like hey on day one let's start this business and oh yeah let me meet this coach and spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars um probably as much as i made my first year working full-time let's just put it that way uh on this business coach on day one and um from there it was let's work out what we can and figure it out and then when doing that right what i'm hearing you say is that we built this earned confidence in the business in ourselves in our capability to help people and we started to see this momentum happen and that's in a business setting but it's the same in my personal life and your personal life probably with your journey and figuring out how you wanted to do this on your own but in our efforts in our experience we learn how we can continue to move forward and you're right like the the monetary decisions the ability to flex between training and not training or working long hours or taking a day off is a lot easier today because i know what i'm capable of so another example is when i went from training at the gym working at the gyms three hours four hours a day a couple in the morning in the evening could do doubles between classes to running a business i was able only able to work out for like 40 minutes and that like hit my soul. I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna get fat again. <laughs> and, like that's irrational, but like, that's where my head went. It's like, if I don't train, I'm going to lose all my fitness. And now like at 36 years old, I feel like I'm more fit than I've ever been. And it's a testament to like consistency over time and experiencing and being more intentional in your training and rest and recovery and all those things. So you're right. It's the little, the little, decisions and 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 tasks and experiences that we go through that allow us to level up along the way and we'll be challenged with similar things at a higher level which are more difficult but we're more confident in our ability to take care of them so um and we're kind of going through a pivot pivotal shift inside the business now where You know, I got to tell you, dude, like after, you know, I spoke with everybody, um, on Monday, I was super confident in where we're going. Like I've never been more clear headed and this would have rocked me two years ago. Right. Like I would have been spiraling and it would have taken me probably a week or two to figure it out. But after a couple hours of calls, I was like, oh man, we're, we're rock solid. Like we're in a good place. And it's a testament to the team and their desire to help one another and their clients and the community and it's like I got I have never been more fired up like I woke up at 4 am without an alarm today and I got up and I was like all right let's go to work let's do this thing we're gonna change the world so it's a uh, it's been a cool ride
1: yeah and again it's like you said it's felt, I feel we feel like really really haven't even touched a, a, a fraction of the people you know that were that were looking to, to impact our lives uh one of the things that comes to mind is kind of the, the whole saying of new level new devil right is is when they say the the bigger you get more money more problems like however you want to put it right the bigger you get the bigger problem the bigger level of problems you have and the best way i ever heard it put is a guy who was like a business coach um that I heard speak once he was like, when you're 16 getting a speeding ticket, that's like a level nine problem. That's like almost as bad as it gets because like your parents are going to kill you. They're going to take your car away. Da da When you're 26, you get a speeding ticket. You're like, all right, cool. I'll pay the couple hundred dollars fine or whatever. And go on about my way. It's like a level one problem, right? Yeah. When you're the a business owner for the first time, somebody tries to sue you. It's a pretty big problem, right? Never been done that. Never had that happen before. So, Gonna have to figure out how to do this. When you've been in business for 10 years, somebody tries to do it, you go. That's why I keep somebody on retainer, retainer, you can talk to them, right? Not a big not that big of a deal anymore. So it's like as you level up your problems, you level up your solutions too. You level up the the, the amount of success that you have um in in, in every area. So just uh, I think that's a that's a cool point to make.
0: Um what was the last time you got a speeding ticket?
1: Coming home from college, dude, that was a long time ago. Yeah, Yeah, same. I used to have a really heavy foot. (laughs) One
0: day, I don't even know if we talked about this before one day. um, So Derek and I shared uh, a car, an orange Honda element back, uh, back in the day. And uh, he was driving to work in the morning and uh, he got a speeding ticket. He didn't tell anybody he got a speeding ticket, but he got a speeding ticket. He came back from work and then I went to work in the afternoon and I took the same road to where I had to go to work and I got a speeding ticket and the cop pulled me over and he was like, you again? And he looked at me and he's like, wait, you're different. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? He's like, I just pulled over your brother this morning and I didn't give him his, he didn't give Derek the speeding ticket. That was the thing. He didn't give Derek the speeding ticket, but he gave it to me. And I walked it home and I gave it to him. I was like, pay this shit. (laughs) I don't need another speeding ticket We're splitting it. So it was, uh, I got a lot of speed tickets. Not
1: anything. You know what? You've always you've always been one to move quicker than the rest of us, okay, Kevin. That's all that's all we know.
0: But dude, 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 down here in like Florida, people drive thirty miles an hour over the speed limit or fifteen miles an hour under the speed limit. I might be the only person that drives the speed limit down here.
1: Hey, you're either you're either in a you're either in an exotic car or you're retired. There's no in between, baby. Hey, or, or both. Or both. <laughs> or both. Or both. That could be that could be the case. <laughs> Um, so to kind of wrap this up, I want to, uh, ask you a couple, I'm going to call them rapid fire questions, but they're really just things to get, uh, people thinking things to get you thinking. So, um, this one, this one, you might have to think about for a, a, just a minute, but I'm sure you'll have a good answer. What purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or in recent memory?
0: hundred dollars or less. Wow. Oh man. I'm like trying to like go through everything. Um, figure out what I purchased.
1: My, uh, my suggestion, what I've heard you say is, um, what helps you focus during the during your workday? I don't know how much that costs, but what do you take during your workday to help you focus?
0: My mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that depends on how many I buy, but you <laughs> sometimes that's more than a hundred dollars, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think like as a habit, like um, if we're talking about that, like if yes, if I were to get some, it would be um, psilocybin mu- mushrooms. I think that's, that's something that I've recently implemented over the last six months regularly. And it's, Help me stay clear headed and focused and calm uh, in a stressful environment, such as running a business, uh, where, you know, they don't tell you about the ins and outs of it when you're like, this is going to be a great idea, let's go change the world. And there's problems every single day. Um, On that note, I heard someone say once that entrepreneurship is a bunch of bad things and bad days that happen in a row with a few amazing moments and be sprinkled in between. And I don't think anything is more accurate than that. So it's just like, a bunch of tough, hard, disgusting days in a row, but like the, the good moments are so much better, because like, you're the one doing it all and like managing it. Um, and with that stress. Yeah, I think buying mushrooms and then adding some functional medicine into my day to day has been super helpful. The other one that I was gonna say is probably like, and it was and I'll say this, as I moved down here, I didn't have an easy pass on the trip I made before moving to Florida. And I think I racked up like $300 in toll tickets somehow. I didn't see where there was a toll booth, but whatever. So I bought the little like sun pass here and I'm sure it re, you know, it recharges you as you, as you pay it off. But it was like 50 bucks and I was like, I can drive anywhere and not get charged $300 on the trip. And that was awesome. (laughs) So I don't know. yeah, that's really it. You got another one? Yeah. Maybe I'll answer this one better than that yeah. one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. Um, so, this was, I think, I think this is a good one for just uh, in general. What's some bad recommendations you hear in uh, your profession or area of expertise? Bad recommendations.
0: Rise and grind, baby. Rise and grind. Like, I hate it. Like, the grind mentality is just. I have done so much more by having dedicated times to like clear my mental health, Mm -hmm. like to like think clearly to like do nothing so I can reset my brain and go back to work. Um, Or no days off. I think everybody needs a fucking day off. Like if you're in the gym lifting max every single day, then are you really lifting at your max capacity? I don't think so. Um, Then the last one is like, I got two. It's one falls into the other. Um, I hate when people are like, put make your bed, it's going to like change your life. Like this is what I did today. I made my bed like, and I understand why they do it. Um, the Navy SEAL, whoever spoke about it at a graduation. Yeah, uh,
1: like a book about it, it, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think like, it's a good thing to do. But like, am I wrong for saying, hey, you're an adult, make your bed and then like actually go set a goal that's going to be bigger and help you move your life forward. Cause I know a lot of people who make their bed and are still like posting about making their bed or like reading a million books in a, in a year and not doing anything with that education. Um, I'd rather you read one book three or four times and use it to its full potential than say like, oh, I read 12 books this year I read one a month, but you do nothing and you're in the same place you were, which leads me to my original answer, which is I've used a morning routine before. But once I had accomplished what I needed to accomplish, when I had to shift away from the morning routine, I felt worse because I used it as a crutch Hmm. versus a tool, right, to move my life forward. So when people are like, you need a morning routine, I think in a point during your life to elevate your life, there is benefit to scheduling things in your day. But if that morning routine doesn't go as planned because you wake up late or you're not at home or something happens. What are you doing to get yourself on track to get to where you want to go? And is it the morning routine that's important or like your desire, your belief in yourself that you can handle it, the situation no matter where you are. So those are a few things I think are bullshit,
1: but. I like that. So what do you do to do uh, when you reset, when you kind of unplug and you need some time to kind of, re re up. And and before you get back into it, what do you like to do?
0: So Lacey and I will go, we'll have a beach day. We just go down to the beach and be with one another. And the cool thing with us is like, we can talk about work and life and go eat and travel and do these fun activities and things, or we just sit there and do nothing. And it's so peaceful. And that's an amazing feeling. So like we love, where we live we're five minutes from the beach down here in florida um so we'll go on a walk we'll go to a nice restaurant we went to a movie for the first time like we and since we've been together but like i haven't been to the movies in four years uh saw oppenheimer that was you want me to talk to you from like my degree and my knowledge about direction (laughs) we talked about when um
1: Things well, are coming full circle, Kevin. <laughs> Things are coming full circle, baby. Uh it, it was it was a it was a really great film.
0: Um so that was fun to have like a little Saturday. We went to the early show. So we have the early bird special for dinner because we're getting old. Um or we'll, you know, just talk and figure out like what we wanna do for us. Like what's the plan for business or her her business or my business or our future or the home we wanna buy and we we really enjoy talking about. He's good. I hear him tiptoeing over there, but it's all good.
1: Nah, it's uh, it's my dogs. Is what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's what I. I didn't think it was walking oh. around.
0: <laughs> um, the um, what was I saying? The uh, the idea is that we can um, do everything or do nothing, and and it's good to reset when we're both so busy with work that when we could talk to each other about anything but work, it's nice to kind of decompress. So when we are reset, we can go back and crush it in our own industries. So those are the things that we like to do to reset.
1: No, I like it. I think uh, I can't say that I, I wouldn't enjoy the same things uh, if I lived by the beach too. So it's going to be something I'm looking forward to, to get down there uh, later this month. And, and uh, you know, I guess get a tan. That's probably on the lowest, lowest on my priority list, but, you know. It's 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 got, positive benefit. Do you, want me, do you want me to get you some SPF seventy five or something? Look, word on the street is after it's like thirty, it doesn't have. There's it's really just, no more positive benefit. No, I so it's the same. I, I need you to get me some five that has like tanning oil in it, and we'll just get crispy. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> you know, let's just see what happens. Don't tempt me with yeah. a good time. Hey,
0: anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get sandy, sweaty, and cold on the beach, and then you can go relax. So we're gonna work out. We're gonna jump in the ocean. We're gonna jump in the ice bath, and then we can get you tan. How about that?
1: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. Um, yeah, I think that'll about do it for us. Is there anything else we need to know before we uh, sign off? No. The only other thing is, hey, if you want to find out more about us, you can
0: follow us at, at Hidden Summit underscore. Or, um, I'm at Cavan C A V A N T V underscore, and Mister uh, at Farmer Defitter. No yep. underscore your name right
1: now um, just at farmer to fitter not the number two but the, the but the word and uh yeah if
0: you guys want more of this you know we'll be dropping an episode every week and in the interim you we have more live calls uh content ebooks cheat sheets inside the hidden summit group on facebook so you can uh, tap that link below and hop on in there and we'll see you soon thanks yeah. so much
1: absolutely